0: Here we are again, Tom. How many episodes have we done now? Oh, Jack, I don't, I, don't, I don't really want to say. Come on, Tom. You can say it. You can say it. I made uh, 85.
1: This is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. <laughs> While Buddy the Elf may have been ashamed of his 85 etch-a-sketches that he made that Christmas season, Jack and I are proud of the 85 episodes of the Pipe It Up podcast, from those who served before us to Jack and I serving as your hosts. And apparently we're only only 915 off the pace, but that's okay. Pretty soon (laughs) we will be up to speed for our podcast episodes. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Pipe It Up. We are happy to have you back for another episode. Got some fun things to discuss tonight. We will be joined by Drew Davis in a little while to discuss his experience at the John Boy Media Warehouse Games Blitzball Tournament that he's taking part in. Um, we got a video coming out this Friday that we would like to talk about, and uh, a couple of uh, little trending topics in the sports world that I wanted to uh, dive into here. So let's just uh, start with that to kick us off here, Jack. As some of you guys may know, and it's relevant to Jack and I because it's local to us, um, there was a situation with Jawan Howard and the Wisconsin coach, I don't know his name. Little altercation there post game where there was an alleged punch thrown, kind of an open fisted type punch. But I don't even want to get into it in my opinion of it, but I want to just more so dive into Jack and Ice Pass because it's funny. Uh, but Jack, did you ever get into any sort of altercations throughout your years on the sports fields?
0: Um I think I told one story where I let my emotions get the best of me. Uh, on the lacrosse, field, a little youth lacrosse, but um nothing ever really where, you know, where fists were thrown, or I guess in this case, uh, open palms were thrown, but how are you? I I don't really see you being, uh, being too heated out there.
1: No, not at all. Um, yeah, you know me and I'm even like nowadays, I'd say like once I got into like middle school, I became more social than I was when I was even younger. But that's why this makes us even funnier is because yeah, in elementary school guys, I was such a quiet and reserved kid. I think Jack actually knew me, but Mm -hmm. I don't know how close he knew me, but I was like so quiet and prim and proper. And um, that's why it makes it <laughs> interesting, because me, like the quiet, shy kid at our elementary school in Brighton, Horning Elementary School, I was outside one day on the playground, I want to say I was in like the third grade or so, and we were playing recess basketball, okay, just casual, real casual, and we, this is probably, this is in the winter, I remember it being cold, I was wearing a jacket, just a cold, we're just grinding out the hoops, you know, in the winter, Michigan oh, yeah. kids, Michigan kids being Michigan kids, and, um, I don't know how it happened. It's kind of like something that would happen out of a movie. But apparently, we were playing probably, I don't know, four-on-four, five-on-five, and apparently I, like, threw my arms in the air, and literally without feeling it, I apparently hit some kid in the face, like, on the backswing of putting my arms up, (laughs) like, out of a movie, okay? And it was a new student, too, within the last couple months, so I didn't even know the kid that well. So I, like, continued playing... And, like, 10 seconds later, I just, like, get shoved, like, right in the chest. And this kid's got a bloody face. He's like, dude, Uh-oh. what the heck, Tommy? I'm like, what? I was like, oh, my gosh. what and Me being so innocent. I'm like, what happened to your face? He's like, you did it. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and that's I was so confused. And he, like, started to shove me. And I was shoving him back. And I was so confused. And then after this 10-second little altercation... Uh, I, was, I asked one of my friends, I was like, wait, what happened? Why is he blaming me? He's like, I think you did hit him when you put your hands in the air. And I was like, wait, what? how did I not feel that? But anyway, <laughs> I gave this kid like a bloody lip and he looked like he'd been punched, but I swear to God, I didn't touch him. Maybe I got falsely oh, accused. Sh- Maybe I did do it. But he came at me ready to throw hands. And I, me being four foot two, 65 pounds, I was, I was standing my ground. I wasn't letting it him is- toss me around.
0: It- it gets heated on the playground. I'd I mean, say that I, was... I probably had more like like you know, I, I never really got into maybe like a show. I probably did get into a shoving match, but I'm I'm not remembering. But there were definitely more heated arguments in these sports games that we were playing uh, during mm-hmm. recess. Probably even than than all my time in organized sports. To mm-hmm. be honest,
1: yeah, I would agree with you a hundred percent. I had other times recess altercations where you're screaming at kids, arguing about like. Calls or whether or not that was a catch or out of bounds or whatever those those were heated moments in elementary school, middle school, that kind of stuff. I remember a even, couple things from. Go ahead.
0: Even sorry, even just high school, the hacky sacking that we had. Oh yeah, there were <laughs> there were actual like fights in that from from just disagreeing over the call of who the hacky sack hit last, mm-hmm. whether or not you know it was a savable kick or not. So yeah, that, I mean that stuff happens. Mm-hmm.
1: There was a couple times, never in high school baseball, but a couple times in travel ball. Travel ball always gets a little dicey. I don't know about lacrosse, but like, you're not really playing for a school. You're just out there, kind of anonymous, um, having fun. You know, it's just a summer day weekend, kind of not meaningless games, but you know, not too much at stake there in terms of your reputation and that kind of stuff. At least not for me. I'm not like I'm a like a high recruit or anything like that. It didn't matter. But I, and both times, once again, it was people coming at me. I was never the one instigating things. But I remember one time mm-hmm. it was the same summer. Probably was in the same couple weeks of each other. There was a play um, this particular summer. I was a shortstop for my travel team, and there was a, some kid stealing and like just a bang bang play. I like just caught it and dropped the tag right on him, and I like hit him pretty much right in the face. Obviously an accident. Okay. But this kid, like got, like, got up, and he was out, get canned him. And this kid gets up, and it's, like, all my face. Like, dude, what, like... And I'm like, bro, come on. Like, just jog back to the dugout. That type of thing. Nothing really happened. But, like, he came up, like, he's wanting to fight me. And I'm like, really? You're going to do this right now? And then there was another time, too, where it was same summer. Once again, playing shortstop, another kid stealing. And this particular team, I'd already been cleated once, which I don't know if you're familiar with that term in baseball. But, like, when you slide in hot and... Like, there's no close play. At, usually, it's second base. can happen anywhere, though. Like, people will kind of yeah. intentionally slide into you and cleating you because, you know, it hurts. It's metal cleats going into, your <clears throat> going into your leg. So, one kid cleated me early in the... <clears throat> excuse me. I got a frog in my throat, ladies and gentlemen. One kid had cleated me earlier in the game, and, yeah, it hurt, and I was, I was bleeding a little bit, and I was kind of just irritated because it's whatever. But then, that kid was out once again. Another kid had stolen us again. It has got him out, too, and this kid cleated me just as bad. So then, like when he was trying to get up, I like, like didn't like shove him bad, but like I was kind of losing my balance, so I just kind of like stuffed my, arm, like my glove into like his chest and pushed him back to the ground. I was just like, come on, like what are we doing? We're out here playing summer <laughs> ball. And you're gonna cleat me twice in one game on the same leg. I, was, I remember I sent a picture to my team afterwards. And we beat these kids, too. and like my whole left leg was, I was just covered in cuts and bruises. It was disgusting. But now
0: here, here's a question for you. Uh-huh. You've, you've had maybe a few disagreements with players on the field, but has there ever been an event um, where the parents have gotten involved? Because I, I definitely have had a, a couple of those involved I in my would say, sports days. I would
1: say more so than the players, to be honest with you, especially when you're younger. Yeah. I
0: mm-hmm. mean,
1: <laughs> which is so funny, and I don't even blame the parents. Like, go out there and have fun. Yeah. But, yes, <laughs> it embarrasses you so bad as a kid which is horrible but now that i'm getting older like it's funny to see parents getting chippy and stuff like that i've had several funny parenting experiences over the years jack whether it's like coaches that were dads parents spectating whatever it may be one of the funnier ones that comes to mind um i was like 17 at this point so like we're not kids anymore you know we're kids but we're old enough to where like you could be driving yourself to your games you know what i mean yeah and we get there. We're the home team, so we take the field first. And their leadoff hitter steps into the batter's box, and my pitcher throws. There's, first of all, there's just one. Everyone's sitting in the stands in the bleachers, and there's just one guy who I didn't see yet until I opened his mouth. There's just one guy posted up right at the back fence, straight on behind home plate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Our pitcher throws the first pitch of the game. It's a ball. And this guy just full vibes, like, all right, there's one. Three more of those. Easy walk. And the umpire just immediately turned around and was like, all right, we're not going to be doing this all game, are we? And then that guy just like, he stayed there for one more pitch, said one more thing, and then he just got ejected the very next pitch. It was so funny. <laughs> I can't do it justice, but like, just imagine a loud, obnoxious guy that looked out of place just chirping the opposing 17 year old pitcher on the first pitch of the game. It was so funny. Um, I also saw parents get ejected plenty of times. My dad got ejected from a game when I was uh, playing nine uh, U baseball. No, maybe it was ten U baseballs. So Ten-year-old kids. My dad was the uh, first base coach and gave the umpire a little sass. I don't know why that. Um, I don't know why that caused an ejection necessarily. I wasn't there. I didn't hear the dialogue that was exchanged. But anyway, so this umpire kind of, kind of quietly ejects him. We're in the dugout still at this point. And I didn't know what happened, and apparently, like my dad was like trying to get an explanation as to why he was tossed. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> this is from the first base umpire. All of a sudden, the home plate umpire rips off his mask and screams. He goes, "Coach, you have five seconds to get off the field, or your team forfeits." And it just got dead silent <laughs> on the field. And once again, I was so embarrassed. I was like, "What on earth just happened?" And we ended up losing that game by one run. And it was uh, it was funny. And my dad my dad went to the outfield and like leaned against the outfield fence, to like watched the rest of the game. It was really funny,
0: one of the most intense altercations that my team was involved with was it was probably eighth grade uh eighth grade or so maybe seventh grade lacrosse and it was a summer tournament right so the parents are are lined up in their chairs on the sideline right and they're 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 pretty close to the field and we had two kids on our team specifically that were um I'll use the word uh, pretty developed for their age. They, okay. were, they were large guys. They were large, you know, 8th grade boys. They were IM-12ers? Yeah. Okay. He's
1: got documentation.
0: And uh, one of them decides that he – so the, the kid on the other team is basically running up the sideline with the ball. And this kid basically takes like a 30-yard sprint and mm-hmm. just lines him up and just oh. smokes him out of bounds. And it takes out like four parents, Jeez. this kid falling out of bounds. And this one dad gets up and is basically, like, just screaming at him in his face, like, you know, calling him a punk, like, telling him <laughs> to get off the field, like, mm-hmm. saying he needs to be kicked out. The other, the other big boy on my team drops his mitts and runs <laughs> over to the dad and is now, like, ready to fight the dad. And oh then it's the typical, gosh. like, the mosh pit where it's, like, you know, br- yep, breaking each other up yep, and stuff. And the funny thing is is we're in eighth grade, but like, you know, if I was a betting man at the time, I would have took the kid on my team to okay. win that fight, like a hundred percent. Like the dad had no business standing up. Like, yeah. was the hit bad? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it was just like it was pretty ironic that he was trying to cause some beef and the, the kid on my team probably would've took it to him if it came down to it.
1: hmm Yeah. It's uh sports are crazy, man. Adults fight, kids fight, uh, <laughs> kids through all fight. ages. There's altercations. Once again, I always tried to avoid him, but there's a couple times where things were looking hairy. Um and I had plenty of teammates who did stupid stuff and I'd sit there and laugh and uh plenty of opposing players who did dumb stuff too. But overall, um, to circle back to the how this conversation started on the whole Jawan Howard thing. I think it's unfortunate that I'm sure he regrets it, and I'm sure some sort of suspension will be in play, but it's tough when you're under the national spotlight like that and something happens. Should it have happened? No, but it did. And uh, I'm I'm interested and curious to see how it's handled. The suspension, yeah. whatever, that's going to go down. So uh, if you guys haven't seen that clip, go check it out. And um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But without further ado, Drew Davis has joined the Zoom call here that we do the Pipe It Up podcast on. Let's see if we can get a few words from him about his blitzball endeavors out in New Jersey Drew, how we doing? You got me. Loud and clear, soldier. Loud and clear. Good to hear. Good to hear your voice, Drew. Good to uh, hear from you. Um, so I just kind of informed the fans very briefly that you're out on a bit of a blitzball endeavor, um, courtesy of John Boy Media, pretty big name in the sports media world. Some of you guys may have heard of him. Uh, but how did this all come together, Drew? And how did you end up playing in this tournament?
2: Um, well, I got a, uh, I got a text from Kyle. Um, maybe like i don't know mid-december probably i would say mid-december it was like right after houston because um, we had just gotten back from houston so i was kind of like expecting mlw stuff to not happen for a while and then i got a text from kyle saying like i got a huge news for you um and i don't remember if it was right after that or if he had to wait a couple of days but he called me and was like bro uh john boy media just asked us asked us if we wanted to participate in a tournament. And we're sending you. And I was like, no way. <laughs> I, I, get, I I, literally, I didn't even believe them. Kind of, like I did believe them, but like partly disbelief because I've been watching those guys for like three, four years. I've DM'd them plenty of times, like seeing if they would see it, see if we could link up or collab with them some ways because I loved what they do and stuff like that. They're probably like my favorite podcast and stuff to listen to. So um, like hearing that we were going to go do something with them was insane.
1: So, it sounds like that Kyle said, we're sending you, or did he say, did you want to go?
2: <laughs> no, I, I think he said, like, like we're sending you. <laughs> like, I don't think he really felt he needed to ask, probably. Mm-hmm. He just, like, was like, you're gone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when we got the opportunity, um, and this was, for the record, guys, this tournament took place, um, I want to say, the the week, not the weekend, the week after we were in Arizona for the Valley Whiffs Tournament. So I think Drew flew out of Detroit on the Monday after. So when we saw that was the date, Kyle was like, oh, we're going to be in Arizona. We can't go or whatever. And I was like, I was thinking in my head, like, we could probably swing this. We could fly directly from Arizona to New Jersey and do this. Like if me and Kyle were to play in it. And then Kyle, I could tell Kyle wasn't kind of into that idea. And he's like, what if we sent Jimmy and Drew? And I was like, you know what? I love involving other MLW guys too. Let's, Let's do it. So... Jimmy and Drew were the original roster. Unfortunately, Jimmy could not attend a late scratch and Drew ended up being joined by, I wanna say, is it a John Boy employee or who's your teammate in this tournament?
2: Yeah, I I, I don't know if he's like a full time employee there, but he is an employee there, but he does he started off doing a lot of Twitter stuff about the Yankees and now he I know he does like camera work okay for John Boy.
1: That's cool. That's cool. What I was going to say is if you guys were wondering why the team name is the MLW Snakes. It's because it's a Cobra and it was supposed to be a Diamondback. So that's why we did the Snakes as the the team name. But so you get to New Jersey, you fly alone, correct?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I flew with somebody that was going with us, uh, Jerry Blevins.
1: Okay, okay.
2: So he he flew out the same day as me. We flew out the same flight. We sat next to each
1: other. Oh, that's kind of nice. So you kind of had a a companion there uh, on the travel. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh my gosh, Jerry was the night like one of the nicest guys I've ever met, and just like he was such a just an awesome person, so friendly.
1: That's good to hear because I did not know like were you nervous if if you were did you know Jerry was going to be on the flight or did you think you were going to be alone? No, I knew he was
2: going to be on it, so I was like searching for him.
1: Okay, that's cool. That's cool because I was going to say traveling alone can can be a little dicey, but overall smooth ex- experience with the travel and the hotel and all I, that kind of yeah. stuff.
2: I would say what you just said was the most like nerve wracking part about the entire thing it was just like, I remember the first day kind of like walking into where everyone was mm-hmm. and like, they all know each other. Mm-hmm. So like, they're all kind of like talking to each other and like, you know, have having conversations. And I'm just like, I have to like introduce myself to everybody now.
1: <laughs> I know. Trust me. I've been there, done that plenty of times. I'm not much of a, I am a social butterfly when I feel comfortable, but when I don't feel comfortable, I, I hate that process. <laughs> my, my parents were just telling me this weekend, they have like an upcoming, party they're like they said you could you could come with us and i was like yeah i don't want to go (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) but um so when you get there you sit down i believe john boy himself i don't know what his real name is i apologize is the one presenting you the tournament information breaking it down for you and what were you informed about the tournament and what was at stake
2: well we didn't even learn until like that thing on camera, like that was when they told us. That was I know. like in yeah, that was like thirty minutes. That was the next day after I'd gotten there. So we'd been talking about the tournament a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like thirty minutes before the first game, Chris Rose, who some of you may know, he's a very like prominent announcer yep. and journalist, mm-hmm. stuff like that. He just straight up is like, Oh, and one last thing before we, you know, start all the games, you guys are playing for ten thousand dollars. And that's the first time I think in my life. I can say my jaw dropped.
1: I can see your jaw drop on camera.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like that was such a gent that I don't even remember. Like that was a bodily reaction, Mm -hmm. that response. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even think about it.
1: Yeah. Um, And we didn't even know. We obviously we didn't know either. It was a true surprise. It wasn't for the cameras. And um, we I don't think Kyle and I either even heard about the money was at stake until after you had gotten back. We didn't know that the 10 grand was in play.
2: Well yeah yeah I well, I obviously like there's some things I couldn't say and I didn't know like mm-hmm. obviously like we are we we were in MOW together but yep. I just didn't know like I even had to ask them I was like yo can I tell my dad <laughs> and they were like they were like yeah unless like your dad's you know just going to put everything out yeah, yeah you can tell your dad
1: Okay okay cool Well so far, I believe they've just kind of started uploading the games to this tournament. You can catch them. I want to say the YouTube is what, Warehouse Games? Is that what it is, Drew?
2: Yeah, I think it's The Warehouse Games.
1: Okay. So, like uh, the Ohio State. I won't even spoil. Drew's first game has been posted. I won't spoil the results yet. I won't spoil anything else for the rest of the tournament. Pretty I do sick. encourage you guys check it out. Um, Drew, real quick, I want to get your basic rundown. Um, Blitzball, pros and cons, honest reactions.
2: Blitzball? Oh, biggest pro how, like, easy on your arm it is to throw. Like, because there's so much little air air, um, air resistance than mm-hmm. there is with a wiffle ball, like, I threw the Blitzball for the first time, expecting it to, like... I barely threw it, so I thought I was just going to kind of loop onto the ground. and then it, it zipped. I was like, holy cow, that explodes out of your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, e- way more controllable than a wiffle ball, I think.
1: Really? Okay, interesting take.
2: Yeah, because I think, like, I mean... Literally, a whiff ball, I feel like, could hit a patch of dirt after one pitch, fill into the scuffs a little bit somewhere, and it doesn't move the exact same, like, the next pitch. Mm -hmm. With a blitz ball, it was just, like, it was the exact same thing every single time.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, From my experience, um, I'll give my full review after, I guess, you finish talking, but I actually think it's, like, if you're putting a little bit behind it, if you're throwing it hard... I feel like it's almost impossible to throw a blitz ball straight, though. It's going to tail, like based on the spin of the ball. You know what I mean? Oh
2: no, I knew that. I knew, like, I knew going in, it was mm-hmm. not going to mm-hmm. go
1: straight. Yeah, so that's one thing. But continue. Go ahead. Finish your review.
2: Um. Yeah, I would say just pitching with it is like really fun. I think it's definitely a better game for, or maybe like people who are older and have kind of lost their arm a little bit, because, like I said, like you can make a ball move with a blitz ball if you barely throw it for some of our for some of our dads out there lost in the old lost the arm a little bit I think like a blitz ball would be like nice to throw just because like it's just so effortless hmm.
1: interesting interesting any cons compared to wiffle ball
2: cons mm-hmm. um yeah I would say like it, it I don't like how the ball is really hard and the bat is also really hard so if you mm-hmm. make contact it's kind of like the old MLW days or if you make contact it's Gonna be a home run yeah. because it just hits so hard. With a blitz ball, you like barely have to swing to like hit it out. Mm-hmm. I wish it was like a little bit. Hard. I wish there was a lo- lot more, like fieldable plays
1: mm-hmm. because yeah, like, the ball true.
2: just moves so fast. It's it's kind of hard to play defense. So I like the de- the defense in ball seems way more realistic to like real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I agree. More like real baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then cons, I would say you can throw less pitches.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Because you can do so much with a whiff ball depending on where the holes are facing. You can like manipulate your arm. I feel like with a blitz ball, like you kind of like can only do, you can have, you have limited amount of options. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good review. Um, I don't think Jack has any experience with the blitz ball.
0: I've never even picked one up. I was going to ask Drew though, is that it sounds like you have before this, you had relatively little experience with the blitz ball. No,
2: Jack, I kid you not. I touched (laughs) a blitz ball for the first time the morning of our first game.
0: That's pretty impressive because from some of the clips I've seen already, you know, you got that thing moving. You were locating it after a while.
2: Yeah, no, that's what I was like trying to say. Like, it seemed like a lot more controllable than a with ball because I picked one up and within five minutes of throwing it and like loosening my arm, I could get it near the strike zone. Like, I feel like with a with ball, even on your best days, sometimes like it's just, you have to be, I think you have to be a lot more skilled to throw a whiff.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you were also yeah. throwing at a much larger strike zone, I believe, than what you're used to. That
2: true, true. but we were four, we were 48 feet okay away. Okay, that's
0: fair. That's, that's deep. Fair.
2: It was it was far.
0: Was there the a speed, speed limit?
2: Yeah, the speed limit was was kind of hard because, um, like, it was just hard to tone it down. Like that's what I was saying. It's easy to throw with, or bliss ball harder, in my opinion. So what I was, was like, the limit? It. it was 75.
0: Um. Okay.
2: But there are going to be some rule changes in the upcoming game. I just don't think I I can't say them. I don't think yet to people Mm -hmm. listening, but there's going to be some rule changes. So you'll see some different things, but yeah, it was 75 and I I, I was, I could throw probably 80 or 80 something. So I had to kind of like tone it down. That's why I was going over like 76, 77. So I was just trying to ride that 75 line because I mean, I don't know if you guys know, like I won't spoil anything, but we played two former major leaguers. Mm -hmm. So like, you couldn't just hang stuff over the plate. They, they're just yeah. too good at hitters for that. Mm-hmm. So you like really had to be on your game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I have limited experience with the Blitz Ball myself. And, you know, to be completely frank with you guys, you know, Blitzball is a competitor to wiffle ball. It's a direct competitor. So um, take that with what you will. But I'll give you my honest review of it. Um, and if you haven't checked one out, I would recommend it. You know, why not give it a try? But for me, I think Drew kind of hit it on the head with that. It, it, things happen very fast. Like it is, it is fun to pitch. I agree because it gives you more. It reminded me more of throwing baseballs because I could really rear back and throw it with no speed limit. But in terms of like, yeah, gameplay and defense, you would need a much larger area, like almost more like a softball field-sized field, in order to do anything. Where whiffle ball is much more compact, you know, the backyard type sport. I don't know if blitzball fits that style quite as well, just because of the distance that that ball can fly. Um, and like Drew said, if you if you hit contact, it's going very far, and it's moving so fast that any defensive plays are kind of off the table. But it is very fun to pitch. Um, less creativity, but I'd say more controllability. You know, essentially just whatever way, whichever way you put the revolutions on the ball is the way it's going to move, and it's very smooth. Whereas with a ball, you can get to, you know, cut and dance a little bit differently. Um, but once again, it's a cool product. Um, it's can, I, a, can I interject real quick with one thing I forgot? Yeah
2: a con mm-hmm. one con is with the defensive thing again with the balls being so hard if you like try to catch a line drive <laughs> you you can't you can like, get embarrassed. With a ball it doesn't hurt
1: mm-hmm. dude a blitz ball hurts i mean yeah because you can hit those things so fast because uh, it's just a harder plastic and it's got m- more weight to it um but overall it's like i said if you have never used one before or seen one i'd recommend checking it out um the owner who runs Blitzball is a great guy. He actually sent us Blitzball products way back in the day when MLW probably had twenty thousand subscribers max. And we actually you can find it on YouTube Are like we did a first Blitzball game at Coltsfield like many, many years ago. So it's a cool product. I'd recommend checking it out if you haven't already. But uh I'm a I'm a wiffle ball guy through and through. What's what up, you Drew?
2: just said reminded me of something that I've been like thinking of like recently that's crazy. I remember the exact, almost exact amount of subscribers there were when I joined the league in 2016, and mm. I know it was in the 16,000s.
1: Yeah, and Crazy. Like, to know in like
2: six years we're at 295. Like that's like at 16,000, I thought we were insane. I thought we were dude perfect.
1: I know I've said that be- <laughs> I've said this before on uh, this podcast, Drew. That I still when I in 2017 when I came back, we had we were near the 50,000 mark. I think we were just a little bit below. And um, I do feel like, I I thought we were like bigger YouTubers than when we are right now. I was just sitting in this basement with Kyle over the weekend again, having another off-season meeting. And we were just talking, like our the, the majority of the time we were talking about our conversation of just like, quote unquote, how small of YouTubers we are. Because where we're trying to get to, we are so small in the way we're trying to scale it compared to the biggest creators in the world. So it's all about perspective, right, Drew? It's all about perspective. Oh, yes. Okay. So cool. I don't want to spoil any of the tournament results. Um, yeah, check them out on YouTube. You can find them. I think Drew even had a collaborative post on Instagram with the Warehouse Games Twitter or er, Instagram feed, so check that out. You can find the Instagram there. But Drew, I wish you the best of luck in that tournament. It sounds like a great experience, and when it's all said and done, um, I would love to hear maybe more from you on this podcast as well about the overall experience.
2: You got it, man. Hey, best showers I've ever, I've ever experienced. What,
1: what kind of hotel? What kind of hotel?
2: Dude, it was like it was the canopy. It was a four star. Okay. Oh my dude, it was so. Dude, my shower was insane. It had like two different shower heads.
1: That sounds awesome. Was it like one on the ceiling and one on the wall, or like what was? One was
2: like on the one was on the wall, and it was like a rain one because it was like oh, those are so cool. I know. And then the the other one was like a wand, and it had
1: like yeah, the wand nuts. I do think there's, there's one way to, like, make yourself look wealthier. It's, yeah, invest into your bathroom and just post pictures of that. Because, yeah, a fancy oh, shower, yeah. that's, like, the key to my heart in terms of what kind of house I want to oh, buy. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I want, oh, Cause
1: Because, uh, yeah, I mean, my, the shower that I shower in every day is just one that's, you know, like a bathtub that you stand in. <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> yeah. It's a classic American home right there, baby. But, no, the cool walk-in showers where it's, like, rain coming straight down your head are so cool. Also, good water pressure—that's essential. I feel like I don't get enough of that at my oh, house. Oh, it was
2: amazing! Yeah, it was amazing. You can't
1: beat some good water pressure, dude. They delivered toothpaste to my room. Toothpaste. Wow, true. You're living the high life, man. It was crazy. Well, hey, you, you I, can, I, I was, hey, if you win that ten grand, I want to see you upgrade your bathroom. It sounds like.
2: Maybe I like. I would have a snowmobile. <laughs> a
0: they snowmobile. Think about yeah, how much toothpaste be, you can buy. Might be,
2: <laughs> that might be common sense. What?
0: I said, think about how much, how much toothpaste you could buy with 10 grand. You know how much I already have? You should
1: see it. <laughs> think about the amount of BioFreeze you could use next year guilt-free, Drew. Oh, my oh, gosh. Ready.
2: I would own Tiger Balm. I think I could buy Tiger Balm.
1: Oh, easy there. Easy there. But, Drew, <laughs> good to hear from you, man. Um, it was good to see you this week as well. Nice to hear from you now. And uh, appreciate you coming back on the pod. We know that these roots, these pipe-up roots are deep running with Drew They're Davis blood. They're in my blood. blood. So uh They're in my blood. I probably tripped it. and fell
2: on the way to Kyle's one of those times, so I technically probably did put my blood, sweat, and tears into it.
1: Good. good. <laughs> All right, Drew. Well, farewell for now until next time, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Farewell. All right. See you. See you, bud. See you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and
2: dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member
1: FDSE. All right. Good to hear from, oh, I did it again, Jack. I said all right during the transition every time I got to stop it. I'm going to leave that audio in because it's funny. Um, it's time for the cue of the Day.
0: Cue, 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 cue of the
1: Day. I heard no difference from that in our usual intro.
0: Did you? That was pretty good. I don't know. It sounded good in my headphones. That was, that
1: was excellent. That was excellent, Jack. Um, I, I'm sorry I kind of ruined your joke there by buffing the transition from the Drew phone <laughs> call, but we're, <laughs> we're going to roll with it because it's funny. <laughs> um, so... I, as you guys may have saw on our Instagram at pipe it up MLW, I posted up a last second story saying like, yo, submit some questions for Q of the day and uh, got a lot of submissions. I want to say we had 20 or so come in in about a half hour, but I will say I got, I got to give my criticism where I need to. I feel like we're we're lacking some creativity guys. We need to see, I want to see some invigorating Q of the days that really make me dive deep into my brain. You know, Talking about the World Series champ and who I think has the best pitcher, we've been there, done that plenty of times. So uh, what we're going to do here, one of those 20 submissions came from our very own Rookie of the Year, Dallas Allen. And I actually thought Dallas asked a pretty good question. So good job, Dallas. And you guys should take note of Dallas's excellent question (laughs) here. He said, what old player in MLW would you guys want back in the league? Now we've had a lot of players over the years. We've been doing this league a long time. A lot of my childhood friends, we've had new guys come in. And um, when I think of guys who retired, um, One guy who I would want to see back in the league, just because of maybe, I don't know, the, the, the positive energy they brought, and I thought the potential that the game had would be Jack Krause. I always thought he was a great player. Yeah, Division One baseball talent. I believe he still plays at Bowling Green State University. Um, and that kid got a great swing. Um, friend of mine, super nice, uh, always brings good energy. And that, that, that Cobras team in 2017-2018 was just loaded with talent. And Jack, I think mm-hmm. is a guy who had a short-lived whiffle career that I would have loved to see develop overall. But who do you think, Mr. Agner?
0: Um, one definitely for sure that comes to mind would be my good buddy, Chad Renzi, mm. um, strictly because, you know, he was a good player when he was in the league and I know, uh, just how much he, um, I'm trying to think of the way, right way to put this. Like, it eats at him that he misses out. Like he's missing out on playing in the league now. You know what I mean? Like mm. he wants, I, I know that he would be so dedicated if he were to come back because he okay. just, he thinks it's so cool, like where it's gone, where it's grown. Mm-hmm. And I think he would be pretty good. Like, you know, would he be like a stud pitcher in the league? I don't know. Maybe not, but because I think he did pitch back in the day, but that was, you know, a lot different times back then. But he was, he's, he's got a baseball background. He's got a wiffle ball background. So I think it'd be cool to see, you know, someone from like way back then who was playing when they were a lot younger, come back and play again. Yeah. Also, maybe shout out Kyle Garricky because that would be hilarious if Uh, Kyle Garricky came back.
1: (laughs) I'm still friends with a lot of these guys. Me and Kyle Garricky have been talking recently, but when I think about Chad, I think of the Central Cardinals franchise as a whole. The day one fans Mm -hmm. know, and if you guys don't know, go back and watch the footage. But Kyle and I had the unbreakable dynasty from 2010 through 2012, where it was just me and him on a team. Against the young and inexperienced Eagles team, that was kind of just the punching bag at the at the founding years of m l w. But the Central Cardinals came in. It was a three man roster of Chad Renzi, Michael Duncan, and Jack yep. Chevalier. And these guys took down Kyle and I in a sweep of the World Series in two thousand and thirteen. And I know for a fact that you know we make these thirty for thirty documentaries every year, it seems like now. And uh, we've done them a lot on former champions and kind of their story. But I think if Kyle could, you know, make any kind of documentary with any cast of guys he could want to get in one room and tell a story, I think that might be it, the 2013 Central Cardinals story. Because all those guys, the careers didn't last much longer after that year, even though they were great talents. Mike Duncan, like, out of nowhere, just became like their ace pitcher throughout the postseason. Me and Kyle just couldn't touch him. I struck out so many times in that series, and it was just crazy. So...
0: It would be sweet to just bring back all three of those guys. I actually was in – I mean, the talks didn't last very long because it wasn't going to work out. But when I was really looking for another pitcher, I actually did reach out to Mike Duncan and was like, hey, can you – I was like, A, do you – you know, are you still kind of around and B, can you still throw a the ball? <laughs> and like, it, it obviously didn't like come to fruition. It wasn't going to work out, but I, that is a real thing that happened. So it would be cool to see him back in the league too.
1: Yeah. You never really know. I mean, a lot of guys, uh, age well over time. Some guys depreciate a bit over time. Some guys come and go. So that's why I, I admire Kyle's Kyle Schultz's game a lot. Cause he's been so good for so long. He never really had a yeah. down year. So, um, it's impressive. Th- it's impressive.
0: I think another one that I would like to have back. I know I'm ripping a lot now, but it's all good. J- uh, probably Ryan Gable, just because I think I can I think hitting a slider might be the easiest pitch like for me to hit and mm-hmm. he just threw sliders every time. <laughs> I think <laughs> maybe my first home run was <laughs> off of him, so I would just love like, it was always like when I was on the Predators and mm. we'd play the Seahawks, it'd be like, finally, like, yeah. we can get some hits. <laughs> like, we've been, <laughs> we've been dragging all year. Finally, we can maybe get a couple home runs. So, yeah, that'd be fun if he was it's, back in the It's
1: like, funny yeah. to put it that way because, yeah, I was talking about like bringing back some good and exciting players or people I thought had potential. But then, no, you just talk about <laughs> bringing in players from a bad franchise. It was fun to yep. play against them and beat up on them
0: yeah, uh, or the Ephis pitch from House, that would be nice. Oh, uh, the Alex
1: House, all these guys I'm yep. still buddies with, but mm-hmm. they the Seahawks were every part of MLW is is a brick laid on the foundation of where we're trying to get to and the Seahawks, they played their part. And yes, they did. Jack, I don't know if you remember this, but in 2018, a year in which the Mallards were at one point tied in the World Series in a one- one series before losing it in four games we were down one game to nothing to the Seahawks in the divisional round of the playoffs. And we were losing game two going into the last <laughs> inning. And we came back in one game two and then one game three. We, that would have been forget all the two lead jokes from 2017. That would have erased everything. And we would have been just yeah. forever known as the team that lost to the Seahawks.
0: Oh, that would have been the biggest upset oh in gosh. history
1: for sure. Oh, it would have been so, I would have had my tail between my legs for the next y- year <laughs> I would have never heard the end of that from those guys. I would still be hearing about it to this day. But a lot of good times throughout the years. A lot of great players, a lot of great personalities, a lot of talent, a lot of guys who didn't have talent. But uh, overall, it's just, uh, it's just all part of the journey, right, Jack? That's right. So uh, thank you, Dallas, for that great question. It was fun, fun little trip down uh, memory lane.
0: Well, Tom, you would, uh, you'd probably consider yourself somewhat of a scholar, right? Oh yeah,
1: Jack. I got my college degree hanging on my wall with honors. That's
0: right. You do with honors. We talk, you know, we tell the kids read books, stay in school, study hard, do well. It's important. And uh, recently, you know, after the winter break, one of my roommates came back to school with a box full of SAT study words. Um, I'm not that big of a vocab guy, but I am pretty, you know, I'm not, I'm not terrible, but my, my roommate's been putting up new words you know, once every few days, up on the mirror in the bathroom, just okay. so we can lock them in. You know, see them a few times, yeah. remember them, lock them in, funny. so that when you come across and you read it, you know it. You don't have to look it up. And what's but the um,
1: to, what's the purpose of these words again? Why why is he doing this?
0: Uh, just kind of like you know, get your brain working in the in the beginning of the day, right? You go into the bathroom, like brushing your teeth see, or whatever. You got something see, to look is, at this. This is
1: why I love college and miss it because you could just do. Stupid, mindlessness stuff like that, and like yep. if I did that at my house, my dad would be like, "What's on the mirror in the bathroom?" Uh, like just, a, <laughs> just a fun party pooper. It's like college. Like yeah, we had like me and Noah like were arguing one day, just being idiots on like a Friday night, and like um he was I don't know what he was even doing. But I was like, we need to establish some ground rules here. So, like, I, with a Sharpie marker on a notebook paper, I, like, wrote down rules for the house and then, like, duct taped it to the wall. And we lived it there all year. Yeah, it's just fun to do stuff like that. But continue. Yeah, I love living on exactly.
0: here. Exactly. Well, you have it there forever. But this is just to kind of, you know, have a fun thing to do so you're not just, you know, get the mind started right. Start the, start the day off right. Learn a little something. Yeah, I love it. So, I picked out a couple words. We've gone through a fair amount of words now, but... I picked out a couple of ones that I didn't really know right away. A few of them I've seen and I know, um, but I wanted to see if you can get these words right. Oh, I'm so gonna I got, embarrass I got myself. of them you. here for you. Okay. I don't. They're not that hard. Like I feel like I know them now because I do know them. You're studying. But I, 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 because I've been studying, I, but I don't think I knew them before. I, I do read so, a bit,
1: but i re- reading and writing has never been my strong suit. So I'll try to not embarrass myself here, but try along okay, at home so as well.
0: So I want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you the word. I'll spell it for you. And then if you're really confused, I'll give it to you in a sentence. Um, okay. But I want I want you to give your best guess, and there's no judge.
1: So I'm trying to define this word.
0: Yeah, okay. I think you'll do pretty good. And these are these are short definitions; they're not even like long.
1: Okay, I'll try. They're basically,
0: I'll oh, just ad- adjectives. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So the first one is capricious. Oh God! Language
1: I'll of origin. It. <laughs> I'll, <Just>
0: spell- <laughs> <laughs> I'll spell it. I think it's Greek. I don't know. Uh, C A P. R-I-C-I-O-U-S. Capricious. Okay, I had it all about the I. Um, Jack,
1: I'm going to be honest. I don't know the first two words about how to say what this is about. i never heard of this word right. in my
0: life. Let me give it to you in a sentence. Okay. My cat is a capricious eater. Every day <laughs> she wants something different to eat.
1: Okay, so um, that's interesting because when you say eating, I'm thinking picky. But I'm gonna say a di- like does it mean like diversified like you're explorative maybe?
0: Uh somewhat. I think you were kind of on the right track with with. It. So it's it means unpredictable or fickle. Ah. So fickle is kind of like a little a bit like picky, I unpredictable. think. Unpredictable. But you're on the right track. Say there.
1: the word again. Capric- so, capricious.
0: Capricious. I'm, I believe that's how you say it. So you as, could
1: say as, I'm as, as of late I've been a pretty capricious with a ball player.
0: Yes very gotcha. yes i learned the Malice organization then. as a whole yeah well
1: no we're predictable we're predictably bad
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> okay um All this right. one i think you might know this one um affable a f f a b l e
1: god i don't read enough books affable can i can i get it in a sentence
0: the young teacher was so affable, he became his student's friend but lost their respect. Maybe that's not the best sentence. I'll use a different one. Judges at beauty contests often choose one of the contestants as the most affable.
1: Oh, man. Those two things. I feel like I can't, I can't put two and two together here of those two sentences. Um, <laughs> uh, outgoing?
0: That's pretty good. Easily approachable, warmly friendly. Oh, I'm so, so affable. That's pretty yeah, that's pretty good. You're, you are affable. I would describe you as affable. I should have just gave that to you, but that wouldn't have really helped you that much.
1: I would have said handsome, good-looking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Talented. All right, give me one more. All right, last one here. Impudence. Oh. I-M-P-U-D-E-N-C-E. Impudence.
1: See, I was thinking of a different word. I think that's similar to this, but impudence... I don't think I know. Um, give it, give it to me in a sense.
0: I'm, I'm sorry, guys. The famous surgeon became angry with the young doctor for having the impudence to question his judgment in the case.
1: It's like the audacity. <laughs> yes,
0: of. that's kind of like it's the offensive boldness is offensive the definition. So that's actually, that's pretty close. So when kids, walk, yeah, so. so when
1: kids walk up to me at tournaments and they say, "Tom, you're a great podcaster and a great commentator," I'm like, "You." Impudent little piece yeah. <laughs> of I <laughs> just kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But that those were those were a few. Um, you know, you learn something new every day. You guys should read books, learn some vocab, whether or not you're studying for the SAT. It'll help you later down the line. People think you're smart. If you use the word impudence in a sentence, half the people aren't gonna know what it means and they'll just think you're smart.
1: Yeah, so, that's the thing. New is words. You can just like make up words as you go, I feel like kind of like yeah. And, you know, make people believe you. But let me break this down now, because if you can repeat it, that means I know it. So impudence, I mean, you're bold and offensive, kind of, right? Yep. A bold statement. Um, yep. Affable. You're approachable. You're a nice, kind person, kind of, yep. right? And uh, what's the last? It called capricious? Yep. Capricious is you are, like, unpredictable.
0: Yep. Capricious. Exactly. Boom. Capricious, Look at that. See how easy that was?
1: Impudence. Jack, I mean, guys, send me a DM if I'm wrong, but this is more for my sake. I feel like we should start. We have cue of the Day. I feel like we should now have Word of the Week. We, gotta, we, should we got we have Word of the Week. week.
0: I think this week. is a good segment.
1: I kind of agree. We can keep it brief. Give us the word, yeah. break it down, and then move on.
0: I yep. don't know. I, I, I like it.
1: I think I like it too. See, so uh, You got we might t- have stumbled upon something great here. I think so. I don't I may, Maybe people at, at home are probably like skipping through this garbage. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my God. God, God they're doing God, vocab God, words God, now. Like, God, Pipe It Up sucks. These guys are really desperate <laughs> for content nowadays. <laughs> they're do- <laughs> Mom, they're doing vocab this week. This stuff is garbage.
0: And next week, we're doing times tables. <laughs> so bring your flashcards. <laughs> so bring your flashcards, folks.
1: This podcast, apparently, we're so desperate now we have to talk about vocab. Let's talk about wiffle ball, as is our logo for this podcast. Um, guys, actually kind of important and exciting. Jack, do you know what our top three most viewed YouTube videos are on our channel? Um, do you have an idea?
0: One, I'm pretty sure, are two of them home run derbies? That or is, is one co- of them at least? That is correct. Two of them are home run derbies. Two of them are home run derbies, and the third one is a pitching tutorial. Oh, you know what? Not anymore. So no. Okay, so maybe the maybe the the Dallas one or the uh, not the Dallas one, the uh, Oklahoma series is that one of the top close. three? That's close. That's
1: like number six. So right now our current close top close. three is number one, the twenty sixteen home run derby. Number three is the twenty twenty one opening day series. Very new yep, video to yep, climb that high. I got that. And then from two thousand and eighteen, three. Well, it's a three years ago. When was this uploaded? Let's check. On October 23rd, 2018, we uploaded How to Throw Insane Wiffle Ball Pitches, which was the second pitching tutorial we did. And with that being our, one of our most popular videos, and it had been several years now, very outdated, we figured, well, we better shoot another one of these. So we looked into getting a facility, booking a facility to, to shoot this, um, do it the right way, professional with a good cast of guys. And um, we ended up getting it done. and it was so last minute that we filmed it last night in a you know in a turf baseball facility from ten thirty pm. till midnight. Uh, and nice. Sunday night, so it was before work day, so it sucked. But it was awesome. It was me and Kyle came in super prepared. We had a script and a checklist of like everything that needed to get done. And, um, we pushed it right to the limit. Like we were in there at 1030 and we were like, the guy was basically pushing us out the door. I think we shot our last clip at 1203. So we were a little over time, but he let us finish it up. And it was really cool guys. We had eight MLW pitchers that came every single one of them through a different wow. pitch. We, uh, I know crazy dedication. That's how dedicated everybody is. 1030 on a Sunday. And we had eight different That's guys. That's crazy, there. dude. Um, and so yeah, eight different guys, eight different pitches. They're going to show you the grip they're gonna show you the release points. They're gonna talk about it, and we're gonna have the radar gun there too. Uh, it's just, it's just really cool, and I'm excited for you guys to see it. This is, this is the, le- this is how we're coming in 2022, guys. This video is gonna be top of the line A1 content, really well planned out and calculated. And I'm um, Kyle's already working on the edit, and it's coming out this Friday. We just shot it. This is a quick turnaround for us, uh, yeah. Sunday to Friday turnaround, but uh, not too long of a video. It'll probably be about eight to ten minutes, I would guess. So um, Kyle's going to make it happen. And I'm, uh, thrilled for you guys to see it. Jack, what's one pitch you want to
0: learn how to throw? Oh, I was just going to say, I can't wait. I'm definitely going to watch this video because right now, I mean, with my sophisticated arsenal, the only pitch I really have is the, the, the five foot duck hook into the ground. That's pretty much the only one I have. So I want to, I Sounds know nasty. how to throw. Yeah, no, it is nasty. I mean, it's really hard to hit, but yeah, I bet it's out um, of strike zone. <laughs> yeah, I want to I wanna learn the crash knuckleball. I want to be able mm. to throw that. I don't know if that's going to be in the video because that one's not that popular. But I, w- I, also, I won't spoil, it. I, won't spoil right, it. I know you won't spoil it. Another cool one is like you see a lot more guys throwing it now, just like the over-the-top screwball. I want. Mm-hmm. I like that pitch a lot. I mm-hmm. think uh, Drew kind of started throwing it. Norp definitely throws it. Um, so those would be some, some ones definitely that okay. I would want to learn but I just need to watch the video.
1: The pitch that I really admired from last season was, uh, the Dallas Allen quote unquote banana ball slash boomerang pitch. That thing is insane. Oh my gosh. So a lot of you guys, I get DMS all the time. How do you pitch? How do you grip your pitches? All that kind of stuff. I think that's one of the reasons why this is the most viewed video we have or second most because of that exact question. So, um, I'm hoping to see, and I'm expecting to see similar results on this next upload. And I, uh, those who want to learn this is this is the time to do it looking at some of the greatest so um hope you guys enjoy that video be sure to pod as you guys know pod squad we need you guys there viewing it early dropping your like dropping your comments i'll try to go through and like and reply to some of your comments and uh we really appreciate that guys it's a banger i promise you it's a banger besides that i think this is about a wrap on number 85 what do you think
0: ocho cinco
1: ocho cinco ocho cinco Great, great day and great player in his prime. Can't do Yeah, it.
0: absolutely. I feel like he's one of those guys who could still come back and be like, he,
1: kind of he's, like, he's, he can uh, catch a ball
0: at least. I think,
1: I think he's quoted saying that. He thinks he could step on a field and compete. Yeah. He,
0: yeah. Maybe that's why I think it. Yeah. But I think, I still think he could.
1: What's that called? Like confirmation bias in your head when, like, you hear something yeah. you think is true and then he's. No, says that's it?
0: definitely what just happened. But, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> psychology I'm, still, I'm a scholar as we learned earlier i'm not very good at reading yes. and writing but i know some other stuff yes guys.
0: yes and now you know three new vocab words too yeah
1: yeah i do i know affable i know capri- capricious and i know uh impudence impudence yep. so so make sure you guys stay in school it's important like jack said but uh follow your dreams always keep that in your mind too it's your life do what you want with it
0: sky's the limit
1: sky is the limit take it to the, moon, the sky baby.
0: actually isn't the limit because there's the there's no, universe there's out there. There's no
1: that. limit. There's no ceiling, yeah, there's Jack. no limit. Only no, a floor. No
0: boundaries. Yep, that's true.
1: <sighs> Jack's almost there. He's almost to the sky. He's. I'm. Are you looking at that finish line of your college I'm almost degree. Almost free. You're, you're almost, I'm almost home free. free. But in, cherish those moments, Jack. I, it goes fast. Yeah. Pretty no, soon you're not going to be able to have vocab words on your on your bathroom mirror because you'll have your dad saying, "Get this off of my house."
0: That's true. Very true. I'm. So, I'm going to soak it in.
1: I've been living at home, again, for almost a full year now, guys, and uh, I'm about to claw my eyes out. It's just... <laughs> some things are just so irritating. My dad asks these rhetorical questions all the time, just like, get under my skin, and it's the most irritating thing. Like, for example, let me give you guys a quick, quick story before we end here, a little, little comic relief. Um, you know, imagine your dad or whomever in your house, like, makes himself a bowl of cereal and leaves the cereal on the counter. What's the normal person do? What do I do? I just take that box of cereal, toss it in the pantry. Done. Easy as that. Mm-hmm. Or I'll be like, in the middle of my work day or in my room, and then I'll hear my dad go, hey, Tom. And I go, what? And I know something stupid's coming. And he goes, "Uh, what's this bo- What's this cereal doing on the counter? And I'm like, oh, I must have left it there on accident. He goes, oh, okay, why don't, you, why don't you take care of that? <laughs> it's like, you can't, you can't just grab it and put it away, dude. <laughs> oh, the things like that just irritate me so much. And then... Because I get fussy because it's so irritating. Then he does stuff all the time, like he leaves his shoes on the carpet, he doesn't hang his coat up, all yep. this crap. He yells at me for. So I start calling him out, and he just goes, "Tom, Tom, we're not doing this. We're not doing this." Yep. And it's just my advice to you guys: oh, yeah. saving money is important, but there's a cost. To the- <laughs> there's a good- <laughs> there's a cost to that too. I gotta get the heck out of that house. But we'll leave it at that, guys. Thanks for tuning in, Jack. It's been a pleasure, and we'll see you fellas next week, Friday. Be there nice. on YouTube at 4 p.m.